Welcome to Deep Dose. This is a channeled conversation in the self-healing practice of deeper contemplation. As a non-binary being, we use the self-affirming pronouns they, them, and we. Thank you so much for your presence and joining the ride. A moment of personal recognition is dropping in. And it feels like an evolutionary moment because we have been trying to work with and heal the part of the brain, the neural pathways that make it very hard to give the self credit for anything. Been actively dismantling the mental narratives that were instilled. That at the core of it is basically the belief that we're never enough. Nothing is ever enough when it comes to the self. Not doing enough. There's always more to do. Oftentimes have moments of self-doubt. And just took some time to examine this mental narrative and peer at it through this lens. Would this have anything to do with the patriarchy? Let's start there. The patriarch being a mental belief system to which we are told that we must live under. We must culturally live under. We must be governed by. It really penetrates, uh, pun intended, it really penetrates all aspects of life, the patriarchy. In direct correspondence to interaction with males, it certainly was an aspect. I think that there was not enough about this being or this body at times within the male gaze. Have a visceral memory, very clear memory, being like mid-20s. And having this somewhat seemingly logical conversation at the time. But really thought like, you know what? A boob job's going to solve everything. Because if we have more attractive breasts in the male gaze, then that means we'll be more pleasing to the male eye. And that means that someone will come along and start providing someone will come along and be the source of provision of all the things that the narrative says that men folk provide to the women folk to prove oneself worthy of the male gaze and as long as we were remaining single that meant that we were lacking in some way that somehow the absence of that man in the life equates to not being enough. Kind of mix that in with some narrow spiciness, some neurodivergent, and we have a very depleting, repetitive neurocycle, thought cycle that we've not accomplished enough in a day. That if there are things still left undone, or unfinished or unsent or unfolded or unwashed that somehow the day is a failure now this kind of breakthrough moment to actually give the self credit 
is to actually just see that whole mechanism, that mental mechanism at play and not actually buy into it and actively dismantle it and actively be with the self, examine with the self, affirm to the self. You did pretty good today, actually. Yeah, you did a lot. You still did a lot compared to many folks. And not that that even needs to be the reason why there's worthiness, productivity, that being the side chick, if you will, to patriarchy is capitalism driven deep into the psyche, driven deep into the neural pathways, productivity, also being linked to a form of survival, to a form of acceptance. And not only was there many things accomplished today, we're not going to give productivity the credit. We're going to give creativity the credit. Actually, there was a lot of creativity today. A lot of creating things. Whether that's the hours we did at the showroom at the thrift shop to creating the dinner for the teenager to even creating in this moment right now. But another side of growth that we're personally going to give some credit for is the work that has been done around attachments, especially as it concerns other folks, other people, relationships. And this breakthrough around that was in contemplation of a friendship that was recently transitioned into a different type of relationship. Not sure what exactly that is. Acquaintance, perhaps. And at first, the transition of this friendship, some folks sometimes refer to this as a breakup, was a surprise. But have you ever just gone into that space of hindsight where you look back prior to that moment and actually can start to see things from a little bit of a different lens? Now, interesting part of our own mental structure that we have examined is the part of the self, the part of the mental structure of self that will look at someone not for who they are in the very present moment, what the behavior that they're showing, the things that they're saying, but we stay a little bit more connected to the idea of that person in their highest self and think the goddess this has become part of normalized conversation with those who discuss psychology and relationships and to learn that actually this is sometimes even a phenotype that a relationship would continue based on the idea of where that relationship could go or how the two folks could grow together instead of being very present with the journey in the moment and let red flags be guides instead of things that just get ignored. And in hindsight, there was 
several red flags in this relationship. Certain things mentioned or said that didn't quite sit right, but that wasn't expressed or communicated in the moment. And to reflect on several moments, several of those red flag moments, and taking an inner look at everything and really seeing those moments for what they are. And as we are kind of going towards the end of this friendship, though there was not awareness that we are going towards the end exactly, but realize that most recent conversations were met with either some sort of rejection or negativity. Have you ever shared a dream or a vision you have with someone and that person expressed something that was not supportive of that dream or vision actually happening for you, but prefaced this unsupportive commentary with some sort of statement that basically reflects trying to be the devil's advocate trying to be the one who always be real honest being the one who won't blow smoke up your ass and then proceed to tell you that your dream will not happen more unlikely the chances are it will fail They just hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is the reality. But what's interesting is that really it's just the reality that's reflected in their own experience, which is a completely different life journey and experience altogether. But based on their experience, based on their beliefs about the world, your dream has a very small chance of actually coming into fruition, according to them. So it was met with some sort of rejection. And then reflecting on other aspects of that relationship. And there was that thing, and that was met with a no. And then there was that other thing, and that was met with a no. And realizing that for quite some time, This person was just saying, no, 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 no. In different ways. But when the final breakup actually happened, they feel like they found a legitimate reason to no longer be friends. It's actually not that confusing as it was in the moment. But again, we're in hindsight. It was called to share this though, because the transition of relationships is something that we all go through. Sometimes when it feels like it's out of the blue or doesn't feel like it's like for a reason that you understand, it can be hard to let go. In the past, when this has happened, there's been something that wants to kind of fight for the relationship, like make amends and work it out and just see this as part of like growth and our journey together. And in a regard, it definitely is because there certainly is opportunity to have a very vulnerable conversation, but that person needs to feel like the relationship is worth it. 
both people actually need to feel like the relationship is worth it in order to sit down and have an uncomfortable conversation. But in the intention and the hopes that repair would be achieved in that conversation. Because there is a place within our humanness in these relationships is the connection of who we really are. That namaste connection, that namaste moment. Witnessing the light, as they say. Namaste, light in you, light in we. And then in connection and interaction in the human form and human experience that we call relationship, we journey together with that lens that we can extract the growth and the wisdom from the experience for each of us on our journey. If the feeling is that the relationship is worth it, if it's not worth it for whatever those reasons are, then yes, quite easy enough to just end the friendship. This is not our first rodeo, as they say, as with many folks having experienced in some form at some point in time the transition of a friendship and how to navigate that and though on our personal end that invitation into conversation was definitely offered the invitation was not accepted the personal growth in this moment is to accept it fully accept it fully with love and move on let go and move on knowing that if this person is not aware of the worthiness of our friendship that's offered to them that's not recognized that's okay there are plenty of folks who do and it is not just loving but can be restorative can be healing can be comforting to be around folks who do see your friendship as something worthy and to step into a moment of growth with grace to let those two paths divide trusting in the process grateful for the time that was shared together and all the things that were lived and experienced and occurred and felt and said and exchanged be so grateful for that and a radical acceptance and trust that it's ending because it's just time one of our favorite spells is it is until it isn't casting that powerful wisdom and reminder that everything is in seasons all of life and the cycles of it the mechanisms of it reflected in nature all around us everything is in seasons so it is until it isn't it's a friendship until it isn't it's a relationship until it isn't it's the job until it isn't it's the address in which you live until it isn't so many things just taking a deep breath with gratitude for this breakthrough this moment with self the graciously letting go 
the achievement of self-credit and the power of self-worth. So thank you so much for being in this deep dose with us. We are Eden.